they were under contract forever and they didn't close. And that really pissed off the other party when we stepped in. The good news is we actually bought all their due diligence material at a drastically discounted price because they have no use for it. They'll throw it in the trash anyway, so maybe we can do something with it. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey everyone, welcome to Big Fat Real Estate Checks. My name is Marco Kozlowski. I'm joined with Gabriel Araish and Francesco Galuccio. And I'm excited to share with you a closed deal that we're going to uh, give you a sort of play-by-play, blow-by-blow reporting on. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, kindly go to the very beginning, the first 10 episodes that explain asset-based lending, why we use asset-based lending, the power of asset-based lending, and understand why we don't need money in order to buy assets uh, that cash flow like crazy so we can A, increase our wealth and our cash flow and work less, make more, and have more joy in our life doing the things that we actually want to do, not need to do. And that is all done through skill sets, developing skills. And if you have the right skill sets, the right behavior, understand process, you really change your life completely, as we all have over time and by using these skill sets and having choices in life, which is why we're here. We choose to give you as much value as possible to give to give so you can take this information and run with it and really make big changes in your life with small little things that do make big differences. And here we are. So gentlemen, I appreciate you coming on once again. I always enjoy doing this. This is, I think we're going to discuss uh, Dr. David's deal. This is a, a very large, 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 large deal. 338 units. I'll say that again. 338 units. That's a very large, monstrous uh, property. Uh, it used to be an assisted living facility in Illinois a uh, skilled nursing facility in SNF, which is one step above the assisted living facility. It's skilled nursing. So this was interesting story. This was full, over 600 beds. Now, just to give context, a 600-bed skilled nursing facility, the average charge is around $3,500 a human. That's there. Private rooms would be around 6000 This thing, just those numbers with 600 beds, with the mix that it is, is a anywhere between 50 to $100 million asset based on uh, a lot of factors. But worst case, 50, best case, $100, $100 million. So just to give you some perspective on this, okay? Now, it was closed down because of complete mismanagement, which is how we acquire a lot of these assets. Sadly, it was closed down. And because when seniors are involved and they have to relocate and move, it's terrible and very stressful on someone that's that needs that care through a management company that decided to take all the money and not pay any of the bills and just disappear in the middle of the night leaving uh, the uh, ownership and residents uh, holding a bag they were put into receivership and they were uh, mandated to sell the asset quickly that's where we came in so uh, that's when we came in and actually made an extremely extremely low offer under 200,000 which is preposterous other offers were coming in in the millions of, of dollars. They looked at this and said, are you crazy? There's missing zeros on this. You need a, you know, a couple, a lot of zeros extra, please. And by looking at how this was structured, they wanted the, the most certain closing in the shortest amount of time. 
So we didn't have any financing uh, financing contingencies, and we started obviously very very low, and ended at three hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. So that's what we actually closed on in on this property at the end of April twenty twenty two. So just to I don't know when you're listening to this, but twenty twenty two very very hot for multifamily assisted living facilities. It's basically less than a thousand dollars a unit and most people are speaking per door language which we don't ever care about because it doesn't matter what we charge per door or what we sorry what we buy per door it's really what our acquisition cost matters or the return or how much we pay for something and what the return is and what the upside is so there's a lot of other factors than just what we're buying per door anyway so really really phenomenal deal really really deeply discounted yeah, there's some significant disrepair on the property. We had uh, one little caveat to our offer is that we wanted to get an engineer to take a look at the uh, foundation because there was some water damage over two years of the property where rain is going inside the building. It's a four-story building with 100,000 100, square feet of footprint, and there's four floors. So this is a massive, massive, massive place. Lots and lots of opportunity, but again, if the thing is going to be falling apart, honestly, still at 325000 we could sell the bricks. Uh, this thing was built in 1900, really beautiful building, and if you go on uh, my social media at marco.kozlowski, you can actually see an interview with uh, Dr. David or my Facebook. Uh, you can also check that out as well. But anywho, beautiful building. Old side, new side, the new side, very s- limited damage. In fact, less than, I'd say less than half a million bucks. You can get this thing up and running. Over 160 units there. Much more recent, built in the 80s, I believe. So it's not that old of a construction. A lot of space. Really, really nice building. So there are a lot of things that we can do because we bought it right. And as you all know, in real estate, you make money on the buy, not on the sell. And even in this time of everyone asking above retail, which is in April of 2022. I have no idea what the market cycle is going to be when you're listening to this podcast. It doesn't really matter. There are opportunities at all market cycles. If the interest rates are high, low, market's hot, very slow, always opportunity as long as you know what you're doing and buying it right. Number one, it cash flows the day you buy it and or you structure this where there's no way you can lose, which is what we're going to be discussing in this in this podcast as well. So massive opportunity. Yes, there's going to be some investment in the um, making this into the best use of space, whether that's going to be an assisted living facility again, or conversion into apartments, or creating a uh, halfway house of some kind, or even a, a drug rehab center. Frank is going to get into those options, I think, a little bit later. There was a process to the negotiation of getting to the number that we got at. We certainly didn't start with anything close to a million dollars. As I said, we started well under 200000 Gabe actually was very instrumental in getting to the finish line. We work as a team. And so once we got around to the number, then we had to go through the hoops of actually getting things done properly in order to get to closing. But just to make a long story even longer, we closed at 325. There was an asset-based lender that stepped in at 400,000, allowing David to pull out about $70,000, 72,000 and change after closing costs in his pocket. So he got paid to buy it and not a single payment for an entire year while we figure out exactly what the best use is, refinance it out, and uh, the lender's happy, David's happy, and of course, the project is moving forward. So a lot of neat things in this deal. It's not just being lucky or right place, right time. There's other opportunities very similar to this. Uh, Gabe is working on one right now and somewhere in the US, that's all I'll say. It's 200 units, and it's actually very, I think it's a larger project for uh, as far as footprint goes, and it's about, 
ish the same amount of cash out of pocket but very very interesting deals to be had in any market cycle if again you know what you're looking for and you know how to communicate effectively to get the best possible deals for both parties and in this case it was so i don't know where to go from here other than uh everyone's gonna ask first where'd you find this deal right that's always the first question is yeah. you know do we find deals or are they they're created, created. definitely created exactly. <clears throat> they're definitely. created Actually, I don't remember how we're David markets a lot. So if there's is this came from someone that he's marketed to in the past that just basically remembered, you know, remembered when he, I guess, left his store <laughs> and came back and came back and said, hey, you know, I got this with, you know, that'd be something your group is interested in. And then Dave, you know, was all over that. So, no, David did a good job to get this. And the issue with uh this type of property when it comes in is there's always a, an asking price. I don't remember what the asking price was, but I remember that the seller was a little bit iffy because he had been either close to or in contract with someone else and that they, they kind of ended up dragging this and not actually closing on it. The why this happened, this has been going on for a long time, right? Yeah, I have an answer to that actually. Um, it was a, a group out of New York and there was, it was in the, over a, I'd say over a million less than five. Uh, mm -hmm. We had signed a non-disclosure. Can comfortably say over a million and, and less than five. So it, within that range. And they did a, uh, a really neat a due diligence study uh, that cost them over $25,000 where they put these markers all over the hallways of the property and had uh, humans and drones go through it to map out the exact per, like within one millimeter. I don't know what that is in inches, but you know, very small number mm -hmm. the exact dimensions look and the, a cad drawing basically a 3d rendering of the entire building and they were there for two or three days doing that to uh convert it into a multifamily. that was their that was their goal and they were under contract forever and they didn't close and that really pissed off the other party when we stepped in they were like you know what, what the hell now, the good news is we actually bought all their due diligence material at a drastically discounted price, like pennies on the dollar, because they have no use for it. They'll throw it in the trash anyway. So since they don't have a use, maybe we can do something with it. So again, a negotiation was done there as well. And David did a great job actually with that. Mm -hmm. I think he bought it for like five grand out of the 25 that was there, which yeah, that's is amazing. Yeah. 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 And it's useful. So naturally, even in theory with, with what Marco said in terms of the value of this thing, once it's up and running... If you're looking at something in the 50 to 100 million, even if that group came in at $5 million or the ask was $5 million, that's a great deal at that number that, you know, like there's, there's really most probably wouldn't even think twice and would just put it under contract at that price. But of course, that's not how we do things. So yes, the first offer was somewhere in the, in, in, in the very, very low twos. Below two, actually. Yeah, below two. Yeah. Our, yeah. our first offer was we'll buy it cash next week on site unseen below two million. And then they were really upset about it. Of course, we want to know. Yeah, that's right. It was well yeah. below two million, or well below two hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that if I said two million, no, 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 no. Well below two hundred thousand. Yes, correct. Oops. And and of course they said no, which is exactly you know it's exactly what we're looking for. And then that's the kind of the game of ping pong would start a little bit, and and every time. Don't say ping pong. Don't say ping oh pong. Around Frank, Frank's gonna go crazy, especially at this time. <laughs> Frank. Should you have a beer we, at this we point? Don't wanna, we don't want to relive that episode. Yes. Oh, well, I can't, well, it was funny from our point of view. It was, yeah. sure. but Inside joke, guys. Yeah. Inside yeah. joke. So, yeah. So, the back and forth. And it's it's funny because 
every single time the number they were inching up or, or inching down from where they were coming down and every time you know david was like oh this is a really good deal and this is a really good deal like, yes but the process is not finished yet we have the impasse that we keep talking about that we need to reach that and and he, you know eventually we got there but it was it was a process of continuously coming or having them come down it was come down come down and obviously what we had to offer here was exactly what they were looking for they wanted something done quickly cash no you know long due diligence no long closing periods no hoops to, to go through and whatnot and like marco mentioned earlier all we needed was an engineer structural engineer's report just to make sure that you foundationally this property was sound because if foundationally it's not sound it changes the whole ball game and we made sure that that was going to get done really quickly and so we finally got to that point where there was an impasse i don't remember what the number was out of the impasse but it was probably we were lower than 325 obviously and we had to bridge the gap to get to 325 and the bridge was that we'll get there but we need a little bit of time to get the structural report done yes exactly so and we were i think ten thousand dollars apart and we said we'll yeah. give you 325 we'll do you a favor that's right at 325 right but we need the time that it takes to get a structural report get it done and we'll close within xyz amount of days after that and it was important because if we don't have that trade-off or if we don't have that impasse we can't get that trade-off and for us it was extremely important to get that structural report like i said if the foundation is is upside down then that's that changes the game uh, very significantly in terms of cost so specifically too with condemnation if they can if it's structurally unsound and the city were to condemn the property then we lost really, your money. We, we yeah well then they can well technically bulldoze it at yeah. our cost and if the buildings are too close to each other we won't be able to use the other one because one's condemned so it opens up a whole can of worms with process of monetizing this thing we couldn't flip it we couldn't do any well maybe we could but someone would have to have the expertise to fix the foundation blah 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 and you know we're kind of fucked <clears throat> at this point and that's not what we want it, we didn't want to get into that right yeah. so no matter how so, cheap it was right correct, no matter how correct. Cheap. and that's why the impasse was crucial here and even if we were yeah 10 or fifteen thousand dollars apart for them that was that was a major difference and but we still got it done really quickly i think we closed within 30 days ultimately they got their money as soon as the inspection report was ready yeah, and two and weeks we, later we, so i was clear yeah. two weeks later we were yeah. you know we we had the cash lined up and and it was done so that was pretty neat and it was fun because you know even though i think Dave, david thought this was a deal like at 500 or 700 or wherever they were at that one point and we kept like no just follow process ask them to come down to come down to come down and and they did because we were providing them with what they wanted and they just wanted out with a quick exit quick and and painless i want to say that's pretty much how it went down i still can't believe that they got they went all the way down to that number but yeah, but you said David thought it was a deal at 500, but even if he did pick it up for 500, from what I got, it's deal. still a deal. Actually, it's still it's a deal at a million. million. It's, it's still a deal at 5 million. It's, yeah. it's a deal at 10 million. So again, I wasn't in the loop in the beginning. So that party that came in from, the, the, the ones from New York that came in and did the drones and the footprint and the 3D rendering, whatever, they were just adamant to do, they had that one vision is we want to change this to multifamily. And if it didn't fit the bill, that's why they walked away or they just didn't want to? Yeah, they had one exit. Okay. They had one exit. That's it. In mind. Well, that's it. And it depends. Maybe that's what their group does. Yeah, they were, we're, a, pri we're they're a private equity fund. And what they do it. is they, yeah. they buy buildings like this and they put, you know, 10, 15, 20 million dollars into it. And they had to make a certain return and it came short. And they said no. 
So, Which is a little bit like we do, right? We, we have the private equity fund that, that we're launching is going to be doing specific things. and But the beauty of it is that if it doesn't fit the bill for the fund, right. then we can do it ourselves outside of the fund. So, And that's maybe something that they weren't going to do. So that's how it went down. And yeah, he, he got it. And then it was working on the contract. So the contract were some other, other little kinks here and there going back and forth and more negotiation. But ultimately he he did get that under contract it was a i guess a different contract than we're typically used to there's really barely any due diligence right it's pretty clear the building's vacant but we wanted a clean title report that was something that i remember we had to put up there in the agreement and they had the title work being done and they said that they would give that to us so what we did is we told them that the due diligence period basically us reviewing the title work would start when we got that title work so that bottom uh, an extra couple of days but ultimately that's that's how it went down well they didn't get pushback because again what marco said before is you were you came from a perspective of let we're going to do you a favor and buy this property mm-hmm. and get you what you guys are looking for which is that certainty of clothes and that because they went you know someone else brought them through the ringers before and they didn't didn't crystallize the clothes so maybe that's why they didn't give you all that pushback and and, yeah you know asking for a clear title is not is not uncommon and it's a realistic uh, request so kudos to david that that was a again that's something being patient and following the process where yeah you could have grabbed that a million i guess you could have grabbed it at five hundred thousand, i guess but you grabbed it in the threes which is a phenomenal deal and you could do so much with it and i think the luxury that david now has is the way you guys structured the deal is from what i'm understanding he ain't paying nothing for a year. And so he got paid out the 70000 which I know he's going to use some of that for maybe getting the engineers in there and, and doing some, some drawings and things like that, but looking at what your exit strategy is, if there is an exit strategy. So you got a whole year to think about what you want to do with the property, which is a, a great problem to have because you have time on oh, your hands. Just- and there's already many options, right? right? Well, there's he could flip it. When we were in Vegas, I talked to um, you know someone private that has group. a huge private equity group, billions and billions and billions under management, very large numbers. I just brushed over the deal very quickly, and this guy's untouchable, right? Just brushed over the deal. He's like, "Here's what's your number?" They're falling over themselves to hear more about this, and I told, and they didn't care what I bought it for. They have an issue with finding opportunities to actually use the money. So they have a, an interesting problem. And the number that they were throwing around was like maybe $20 million we could buy this for. We only buy things retail because that's our mandate. We don't want to buy anything more than retail, less than retail, because we know if we buy it retail with these numbers, after we put the money in, let's say they bought it for 20 they put in 17 or 18 then they're at 38 and this thing is worth $100 they're still only 38% of the actual value of the asset. Yeah. So they don't they're care. They're target IRRs. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So which is internal rates of return in uh, private equity speak. So as long as they have a really good internal rate of return, they don't care if it's 20, 30, 40. Money at that point is, it's the return that matters, not the purchase price, which is exactly what we say, but they're at such a scale that they can and want to pay retail because that's in their mandate and that's in their PPM. So I believe as long as it checks all the boxes, we could instantly flip this thing for 15, 16 to $20 million based on whatever they say. I haven't even shared this with you guys yet, I don't think. A projection, if you're watching this or listening to this, you won't be able to see, but I just want to show you a little bit on only 130 beds this projection is right now, which is not even the full use of the newer building without actually using the other building because there's three this is a third of the building only right there's over 300 beds 338 beds we did a projection of if we renovated this and put uh, about 11 12 million dollars into the asset we'd be losing 
$590,000 in year one. And this is with two beds being filled every month, only two. And by year four, we actually have a $1.8 million net. And if you take uh, $1.8 million, divide that by, uh, let's say, a 5% return, it's a very exciting property. And that's just a third of the actual building. So a $1.8 million net, I don't have, I can't do that math in my head, but I think it'd be around uh, $36 million asset, right? 36 to $40 million only 130 beds within a four-year period of time. Actually, even year three, we're actually netting $1.5 million. So very, very exciting numbers on these things. And again, David had zero money involved. I'm going to say this again, zero money involved. So if we go into a- Including marketing. Zero, total, all in, right? Mm -hmm. Now, you can also do a drug rehab center because it's a historical building. It's a beautiful building built in the 1900s prior to the First World War. Like, this is- really this thing was built like a brick shithouse all concrete uh, four stories beautiful really beautiful 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 I think I've said beautiful a hundred times but there's a lot of uses to that so Frank I know that you've done a lot of studies on different things and I just want like your input on the on the different uses of something that can be quite exciting well I like the first exit where unlike the first group that was looking to buy Mm -hmm. this where they had a mandate to buy multifamily as per their their fund, this fund that you approached and just brush stroked it and gave them a little f- few details, their mandate, their problem is we got this money from our partners in this fund that we need to deploy and their fund is on ALFs, which so, assist yeah. the living facilities. Listen, their stats, even in Canada, the population of the aging is uh, getting quite substantial. I think over the next 10 years, I can't say for the US because it's a much larger number, but I'm just saying it's just going to be magnified it's growing so things like alf even if it's not an alf and you do a senior living facility which is you know where the seniors just get together because my understanding that the property also had uh, some common areas or like a, like a, a conference or uh, something like not an atrium but yeah there's actually there's an atrium. oh there is an atrium okay the, yes if you take a look at the layout half of the building just take a square and then put four squares within the square and in the middle of those four squares in the middle where they interject is an atrium where they Nice. And it's a common area, large, large, massive kitchen. The kitchen is as large as my house. It's a massive, massive kitchen. And the common area where they do dances, bingo, everything's there. The beds are all there. Everything's there. It's fully furnished. Yeah. It's, it's bananas. So, yeah, you could do a, a senior living. It doesn't have to be assisted. It could just be a senior living with all that, all the goodies. And you can make it upscale if you want. And because you mentioned it's it's an older building, I bet you, well, I bet you, most likely the city, the county, and even the state is willing to lend a hand in restoring that because it is quite a large building. It's a large footprint in that community. And I'm sure even the community members want, and people that live there, want to see that building used for something useful and back in circulation into their city because no one wants to see an abandoned. That's a village. They don't want to see that abandoned and not go to any use. So, you know, whatever you decide to do, like you said, you could do a medical facility because there's three separate dwellings. Man, you can uh, venture into other things as well on the other dwellings that are not attached that complements whatever you're doing in the main building. Drug rehab You center. can do drug rehab, medical facility. That's, and I know Dr. David, yeah. well, he's a doctor, so it's without that's ten, That's easily, that's ten to 20000 a month on that. Um, so Per. Yeah. Per, and there's... That's 133 beds that we did in 600, so we're not even tapping into a projection that I shared. Now, is it a possibility to still change it into a multi? 
you can do a multi on one floor, then you can have senior housing on another floor. There's elevators. There's everything you need. It's all it's yeah. all there. So, so David's yeah. got an option to either, yeah, just what you said, flip it to a fund that knows, that wants to do it and knows, you know, they have a proven track record to do it and they got to deploy it. He can also find an equity partner that is already in that space, whether it's a medical facility, an ALF, a senior living, halfway house, whatever, and still take a piece of the pie so that he could be really creative. Say, hey, you know what? You guys come with the bucks. I found the deal. You come with the bucks. Do your thing. I want X amount, and I want, I want to be a passive investor in here with thirty percent or whatever, forty percent. He takes a back seat. There's a prison or two prisons actually within a twenty-five mile radius. Okay. So there's, you know, there's a halfway house or whatever the, you know, that process is once rehabilitation. Uh, yep. What's that called, Frank? After you got released from prison, what, where do they put you? <laughs> Actually, you know what? I do. It's classified. I, been, yeah, I can't tell. <laughs> it's but, classified. But you know what? A lot of hotels use that as the halfway houses. They that's where they come out of jail and they go there. They rehab them and they're trying to find them in, in employment and they're trying to reintroduce them back into society. So. Yeah, having that much space if there's a prison nearby. We didn't even go seem into to know a lot about that stuff. Ho- 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 <laughs> hotel, I was kidding. I was right actually, now. I was looking at one of my hotels to do that because they actually phoned me, Correctional Services, and at my hotel in Ocala, and that's what they wanted to do. They were going to take all the rooms. So basically, they're they're leasing all the rooms, and they're putting these type of people in there. and. Yeah, it's there's so many options. Even if we do some VA stuff, you know, if we gave let's say 100 rooms to VA. I'm just What's VA average. for your uh, listeners? That uh, it's a Veterans Association. They pay around seven hundred and change, about seven twenty six. So seven twenty six at a hundred, because there's a shortage in the area. You're looking at seventy two thousand six hundred at for a hundred of them at twelve and eight hundred and seventy one thousand dollar gross. Let's see, sorry guys, this is usually a little bit slicker. You're looking at about five hundred twenty five thousand net a hundred of the units if we're going to do that, which. Actually, is, is less profitable, honestly, than the ALF. But it is. it's out the door faster, and there's less regulation. So you could have ALF. You could have different sections doing. Actually, you know what? Day. You could. You could even do. Uh, I know we uh, we associate ourselves with a, a domestic violence for women uh, group, and they're quite large, actually. And I'm sure there's something out there as well where you know, you know sadly, women get abused at home, and they they need a place to stay temporarily till they get back to their lives or whatever. So you can do a you can do a hybrid of all those you just mentioned. There, there are yep. government programs yep. that are, there's there's money, billions of dollars of money available to do different things and even grants available to do different things. So we're looking at all options right now with David to see exactly what the best use of this asset would be. And again, he's all in for $325,000, $325, not millions, three twenty five, no payments for a whole year. That's how it's structured with the asset-based lender. Asset-based lender doesn't care because there's only a $400,000 lien on this mm-hmm. massive property, and they hope that David doesn't cl- doesn't refi. I'm sure they're, they're salivating, the yeah. They're, they're every day, they're like, please, David, doesn't don't pay, don't pay, don't pay. That's how asset-based lending works. Again, listen to the first 10 podcasts so you understand this whole process because it's great for the lender, it's great for David, it's great for the community. We close quickly, everyone everyone won. And it serves everyone's best, highest interest. It's a, real, it's a really good oh. opportunity for everyone. I think you mentioned before, I think... You you can actually turn that into a, a school as well. There are two schools university. in a high school. There's a university. There's the possibilities. He can are have his own college sports you know, team or high school. It's, uh, <laughs> we, you know, there's it's across the street from a, a school. You could have a daycare. You could, you know, you could do laser tag. Uh, I know there's a, a few television shows that have already offered to rent the place for an abandoned building. You know, scenery or horror movies. It's in an assisted living facility or has have that hospital look of. 
things happening in a hospital where they're gonna gonna rent it for looks like te- uh, thousands of dollars a day you know so it's Frank, it's just you could be an extra yeah i like it we may want to rent it <laughs> just so many options just to, to land the plane the opportunity was created through marketing processes that cost nothing skill he compressed to a number that was already a no-brainer starting but he didn't let that stop him and get to the lowest possible number that served the seller as much as him right got to the number of 325 used asset-based lenders that are in our tribe to close the deal quickly pulled money out of closing which is the promise right when you buy something there's money at closing this is not a cash flowing asset but because of the scope uh, and the magnitude of how just how magnificent this opportunity is with just a a tremendous amount of upside there's no way he can lose so even if he were to do nothing for an entire year and only got paid 70 grand okay then asset base lender takes it they do what they want with it and it's done so you know he at least got paid and it doesn't go in he didn't have to apply for credit his social security's number not there even if he was canadian or from uh zimbabwe wouldn't matter your ethnicity doesn't matter because the loan is on the asset not on the uh, the borrower your background is irrelevant completely irrelevant it'll be fun to do a follow-up on this once uh we've settled yep well it's closed now the question is is which direction do we go for the highest best yeah. use in the shortest amount of time based on also his expertise and the pain in the ass that it could be right converting this to uh into an alf there might be such a high level of skill sets and government connections it's better just to pass it on like you were saying listen i'll take 30 percent of the project you guys run with it 30 percent of a hundred million dollars is better than not about the idea yeah you know a punch in the face for sure for sure for sure so anyway really excited for him and just following process and the possibilities are endless and all you need to do as a listener guy guys is really just focus follow process learn new skills, skin your knee, make mistakes, which David has made many, get up, brush yourself off, celebrate the mistakes and learn from them and grow and just keep going. And if you keep going, you're going to be just fine. And I want to just highlight that this isn't like David's first deal that he works on, right? Like this is, David's been at this for a long time, but he's followed the process every single time and he's trusted the process and that's how he ended up where he is now with this type of deal this this is not a you know get rich quick or any of that stuff it it this this guy really put in the time uh you're just kind of getting this capsule in like 30 minutes or so about his end game or his result but the result came from following process for you know a number over a number of deals like he's he's gone back and forth into contract out of contract he deserves this And he was persistent, aligned himself with those that will help him to help him, right? Mm-hmm. We, we don't have our sticky fingers in his deal. It's his deal. And he wants, where our goal is to get him to, you know, as much success as possible. And we, we love that. We celebrate his success as much as we celebrate his trips that allow him to see where the mistakes are made so we can grow from there. Because when you start, it's the worst you can ever be. You can only grow from there. So uh, appreciate you as a listener. Hopefully this has inspired you a little bit. Again, this is completely zero bullshit. $325,000 for 338 units. I believe we closed April 25th, 2022. Yeah, and uh, we're really, really proud of the guy. So good for him. Proud of you as a listener as well. Like us, love us, share us. Please subscribe. 
And uh, we really look forward to seeing your success as you develop your skill sets. And of course, leave us a great comment if you can. I think we're over, well over 1,500 now. We'd love to get to 2,000 as quickly as possible, and we can't do that without you. So I appreciate you doing that as quickly as possible. And sharing this as well with those that you uh, love or even maybe don't love so much. And maybe they want to borrow money from you and you say, enough is enough. Go make your own money. You're the guys that can help you do it. So Gabe, appreciate you. Love you. Frank as well. Appreciate and love you as well. And uh, and the listener, love you the most. Because without you, we'd be just three guys talking to each other and have no direction. So thank you for allowing us to uh, to have that. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Crush your, the rest of your day. And have fun. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to GetDealsByTuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to GetDealsByTuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.